if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, once again, a phone-recorded podcast because you know what? I'm too lazy to set up a microphone, plus it's a long day, you know, Sunday night recording this. It's been a long week, not in a bad way, uh, in a good way, watching sports again, golf, hockey, you know, the works. It's been a long week of hockey, though. Eight days of nonstop action, pretty much, until the last couple days. There's only a couple games in each of the last two days, but... uh it's finally here, folks. The playoff field is set. We're going to preview each matchup, pick a winner, and go from there. And since everything's being reseeded, I will do round-by-round previews on this podcast page. So we're going to do it up, start out in the West, and go from there. It's been an interesting, uh, interesting qualifying round and round robin because there's a lot of things to look at. Like, how much stock do you put into the fact that a couple of teams around Robin look terrible? They look uninterested. Uh, Boston and St. Louis and Dallas, all of those teams didn't look great. I think the teams, there's three teams in the round robin that I really, really thought looked very good. And that was Philadelphia, Vegas, and Colorado. We'll see how those teams do. They're all top seeds now in their conferences, Colorado being the two in the West. But, uh... <coughs> Those are the only teams that I thought really looked sharp in the round-robin games. And there was different intensity with the qualifying games because they're elimination series. So it's different. How much stock do you put into that? You know, these teams just... What qualifying round teams could have an upper hand over a round-robin team based on the fact that they just played a large series before this? An intense one. One with seasons on the line. And now we get into that. And it's going to be interesting. So we'll start out here in the West. One-seeded Vegas, who had 86 regular season points and came in having the third most points in the Western Conference um, behind St. Louis and Colorado. They get the number one seed. They beat all three teams. Uh, They beat Colorado in overtime yesterday. So 39-24 and 8 in the regular season. They will play 12-seeded Chicago. Chicago, a team with a lot of veterans, a lot of guys who have been there and done that? Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Duncan Keith, Corey Crawford, the main four in that group. Uh, Chicago had 72 regular season points, so 14-point difference. It's not the biggest difference, um, <clears throat> but this is a tough series. Because, you know, Vegas, ever since coming in the league, right, they've had a lot of success in playoffs. Their first season, they go to the Stanley Cup Final. Their second season, they have a good regular season. They get screwed in the playoffs against San Jose. A lot of talent on this team. My players to watch on both sides. Look at Jonathan Taves for Chicago. I'm moving a lot, by the way, so the mic's probably terrible, but whatever, we just got to do what we got to do, huh? Jonathan Taves had a great series against the Oilers. Really proved that he could be a menace in the face-off circle. He was great on draws in that series. Um, And then Alex Tuck had a good round robin. 
He had two goals against St. Louis. He has scored the game winner yesterday against Colorado. I'd look at him as well. Regular season series, Chicago 1-1-1, Vegas 2-1-0. And then forwards, defense, and goaltending. For each series, I'm going to pick which team has better forwards, which team has better defense, and which team has better goaltending. And this is a clean sweep. Vegas has better in all three. I mean, it's not even close. I think Vegas probably has the best goaltending duo in the league right now. I think the regular season, it was obviously Yaroslav Halak and Tuka Rask in Boston. But right now, Leonard and Fleury, they didn't do that well in the round robin. They weren't great. I know Fleury gave up four against the Blues and a couple given up by Leonard and uh, uh, against St. Louis or sorry, against Colorado and Dallas. But, um, you know, I just think that those two guys right there is a great combo because they're both easily starting goaltenders for almost any other team. I mean, Robin Leonard was basically the starter for Chicago before they traded him at the deadline. So it's a little awkward for him. I think he'll get a couple reps. But um, it's it's really interesting because you look at the way that they played Vegas in the round robin, the way that Vegas played they have so much talent up and down. I mean, you look at their top six. Max Pacioretty did not play in the round robin. I don't know if he played the first game. I'm not sure, but I know he didn't play against St. Louis, and he didn't play against Colorado. He was one of their best players this season. Jonathan Marcheseau, another great winger. Two damn good centers up front. Paul Stastny is one of them. And then you look at on the outside, Mark Stone... One of the better two-way forwards in the league, in my opinion. Uh, I'd put him right up there with the likes of Bergeron and Couturier and O'Reilly and guys like that. That's how good I think that he is. Um, And then I would say, you look at their back end, Chicago just didn't have enough. I mean, I know a couple of their guys played well. Ole Mata had a pretty good series against Edmonton. Duncan Keith had a good series against them, and then Matthew Highmore was solid as well, but they just don't have enough in the back end. I like Nate Schmidt, Shea Theodore, those guys uh, back there for them overall, and then goaltending's not even close. I mean, Crawford absolutely stole game five or game four for Chicago over Edmonton, and if he's healthy, that's a problem. He's good, but I think that Fleury and Leonard's is a little bit overwhelming, but we'll see. Uh, I'm going to predict the series score on the fly. I just wrote this down. Uh... I'm going to say Vegas wins, but I think it'll be a little closer than you think. I think Chicago can win two. So I'll take Vegas in six. That's a tough one, though, because, you know, Chicago is not a team to underestimate. When you look at the, I mean, their forward talent's pretty good. Taves is still a good player. Kane is still an elite player. Kirby Dock had a great series against Edmonton. Uh, you know, Dominic Kubelik had a great series against Edmonton. Alex Debrink is still good. So the top six is almost as good as Vegas. But it's not good enough. It's not to that point. So I'll take Vegas in six there. And remember, it's going to be reseeded. So at the end, I'll write down my matchups for the second round um, for my predictions with the reseeding. So second round, I'm writing this down right now because I forgot to do that. Matchup predictions. This is so unprofessional to do this in the middle of this. But you got to do what you got to do. So Vegas is number one in the West. All right, second matchup, Colorado and Arizona. Colorado was on the heels of, or they were on the ass of St. Louis before the restart. They were two points back. Uh, They had 92 points in the regular season. Arizona was kind of slipping at 74. They didn't live up to expectations offensively, Arizona. 
And uh, after getting Taylor Hall, their offense really didn't improve. And Phil Kessel didn't have a great season. They looked different against Nashville. They defended well. Goaltending overall was pretty good. They did give up a little bit too many shots, in my opinion. Uh, this was probably the, for that Arizona Nashville series to be a four game series and to be as close as it was. You could argue that Nashville outplayed them in a couple of their wins, but yeah, I just don't think Arizona has the has the guys to keep up with Colorado. I think Colorado should easily win this. Um, players to watch: Taylor Hall for Arizona. I think he should have a a solid series, and then Kale McCarr on the back end. I mean, one of the best young defenders in the league could win the Calder. We shall see with that. But uh, regular season series, Colorado 1-1-0, and Arizona 1-0-1. and uh, And then forwards, i got to take Colorado. You look at that top line with Landeskog, McKinnon, and Randon. It's pretty much enough right there. I mean, Clayton Keller's a solid forward. Taylor Hall's good. Phil Kessel looked pretty solid. But at the end of the day, it's not really that close for forwards, in my opinion. Um, and then... For defense, it's closer, but I'll still take Colorado. I think that uh, McCarr and Girard and Johnson on the back is enough uh, to get the job done. Um, but it's close. And then goaltending, I'm going to take Arizona. I like Darcy Kemper over Philip Grubauer. And then uh, if Ranta's the backup, pretty even with him and Francis for, for both goaltenders. But I'll take Arizona for goaltending. So I'm going to go Colorado in five here. It shouldn't be that close, people, and i got to keep readjusting myself. I'm dealing with some golf injuries, but that's the way she goes. So now I have to pick up this. Okay. Sorry. Sorry if you heard that loud noise. My bad. All right, next series. Three-seeded Calgary. Or, sorry, three-seeded Dallas. Jeez. Against eight-seeded Calgary. A three-point regular season difference. 82 for the Stars, 79 for the Flames. Um, players to watch in the series, I take Matthew Kachuk. Going to mix it up, mess around a little bit. All the skill in the world, plus the physicality. Uh, everyone hates him. I mean, Kachuk should be fun to watch. And then this is a guy you got to watch because of how bad he was in the round robin games he played. Tyler Sagan looked awful in the games that he played. Awful. And he didn't play today, and they still won over St. Louis. So uh, Dallas just can't score. That's their big problem. They're 1 they're 1 1 and one in the regular season series for the Stars, 2 1 0 for Calgary. So. Forwards, I take the Flames. I think there's more upside there. I just think they score more. And with Sagan playing as poorly as he is, you know, and Pavelski didn't have a great season either, and Radulov didn't have a good season. I mean, their offense is pretty bad. I think their best offensive players have been... Ben has been solid enough in the round-robin games. Got some pressure. Rupe Hans is good if he can finish. Denis Gurionov is solid. And then Dickinson's pretty good too, but... Uh, I got to say, Calgary, you look at Gaudreau, Kachuk, Monahan. They just have more, I think, uh, overall up and down for their forwards. Defense, I'm taking Dallas, uh, Haskinen, Klingberg, Lindell. Just a very good decor overall, and that's going to be important. If they can defend and limit goals allowed, they can win the series. And then uh, goaltending, I'll also take Dallas if Bishop is healthy. He was deemed unfit to play, but Hudobin's a very good backup. But uh, Bishop didn't play today. If he's healthy, you got to take them over Riddick and Talbot. I just think that they're better. But with that being said, I will take the Flames in six games. 4-2. Calgary scoring the first upset of the uh, predictions thus far. All right. Last series in the West. And this should be an interesting one, folks. This should be good. St. Louis, 
42, 19, and 10, 94 points the regular season, top in the West. But they go on three in the round robins, so they're the four seed. <coughs> Vancouver, who took down Minnesota in the round robin in five games, or four games, excuse me, on an overtime winner from Chris Tanev. Seven seed Canucks, 36, 27, and 6. Uh, 78 points for them, a 16-point difference here, so one of the bigger ones there overall. But the teams are pretty even, I think. Uh, regular season series, 1-1-1 one, one, and one for the Blues, 2-0-1 for Vancouver. So Vancouver played the defending champs well. They definitely did. Uh, players to watch, you got to watch Quinn Hughes. Very similar pick here with McCarr and Hughes. Two of the bright young defensemen in the league, and those are players to watch for sure. Uh, and then for St. Louis, Tarasenko, can he get his goal scoring back? He had some pretty good chances in the round-robin games. He only played two of them. Uh, he's got to get his touch back. If he can start scoring some goals, the Blues' offensive problems can be fixed. Forwards, I think this is even. I think this is a very even forward group. They both have similar styles. I do think the the top skill or the skill at the top for Vancouver in the top six is very similar to the Blues' top six. Um, Horvat, Pedersen, Miller, Besser, very good in comparison to Shin, Schwartz, Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Perron. Very similar. And then the bottom six, they got some big big time players in that bottom six. Similar, you know, a hard style. They're very even, in my opinion. Um, defensively, I'm taking the Blues. I mean, Edler, Tanev, Hughes, it's a pretty solid blue line for Vancouver. Uh, Stature as well. I don't think it, that it compares, though, to what the Blues have if they're playing correctly. Pareko, Scandella, Petrangelo, Falk, Dunn, Gunnarsson. I mean, it's solid overall, and they play as a unit. And then goaltending, pretty close. But I will take Bennington, uh, won the cup last year over Markstrom. Markstrom's good. Very good, but uh, I'll take the Blues goaltending as well. Uh, I am a Blues fan. I don't want to be biased here, but I do think the Blues win this in seven games. I think it goes the distance. I think Vancouver has it here. I just think the experience can win out in the end. And uh, it should be interesting, though. It definitely should because this is not an easy matchup. I don't know why Blues fans were sitting there, you know, acting like this was going to be some sort of cakewalk for them. This is a tough, tough series. It will not be easy. All right, let's go to the East. Philadelphia, the team that I think has looked the best thus far. 41-21-7 regular season, 89 points. They get the number one seed after three dominant performances over Washington, Boston, and Tampa Bay. Three tough teams to play right there. They will take on 12-seed Montreal, who shocked the world with their four wins or uh, taking down the Penguins in four games, man, I'm struggling. They had 71 points, so a uh, an 18-point difference here for sure. And by the way, they're 29 points off of Boston, so they really didn't deserve to be here, but it's the way she goes. Uh, players to watch. Uh, you got to watch Shea Weber in the back end, the captain for Montreal. Had a very good series against Pittsburgh. And then Carter Hart, the goaltender for Philadelphia. I'm looking at him, you know. You think about his, his ability overall. He's got great skill, very talented goaltender. What does he look like in his big first playoff test? Because they got a lot of pressure here. They need to win some games. Uh, 2-1-0 for Philadelphia in the regular season series. 1-0-2 for Montreal. Clean sweep for this one as well. So both of the one-seed, 12-seed games were clean sweep. Forward, defense, and goaltending picks for Philadelphia. Uh, It's not even close. I mean, goaltending, or wait, sorry. Wow, I messed that up. I meant to put Montreal for goaltending because Carey Price is better than uh, Carter Hart. But that's still 
a little closer than people think. I'm going to go Philadelphia in a clean sweep. I know Carter, uh, sorry, Carey Price could steal a game, but based off what we saw from Philadelphia in that series, or in the round robin overall, I, I can't really see them. I mean, they might lose one, but I'm going to go the bold sweep. All right? All right. So, Philadelphia wins in four over Montreal. Tampa Bay and Columbus. Just got done watching the Columbus-Toronto game. Columbus with a dominant 3-0 victory over the Leafs. Goals from Rowinski, Foodie, and Felino, and then a shutout for Corpusalo, his second of the series. Tampa had 92 points. Columbus had 81. Columbus had 15 overtime losses. That's pretty amazing right there. Uh, they are a nine seed. Tampa Bay is a two seed. 4-3, is the rematch from last year. Remember the Lightning winning the President's Trophy last year in an unprecedented 128-point season that would fall short after getting swept by the same Columbus team. Now, remember, Panarin, Duchesne, and Bobrovsky were on that Columbus team. They are not there anymore. Uh, players to watch in this series, I like Pierre-Luc Dubois. a great series against Columbus. And then Braden Point. Braden Point, I think, has been the best player for Tampa in the return to play. He's looked sharp. Uh, 2-0-1 for Columbus in the regular season series. 1-2-0 for Tampa. Forwards, I'm taking Tampa. Way too talented. Now, Stamkos might not play. That could play a factor in this. I still take their forwards without Stamkos. Defensively, I'm taking Columbus. Wierenski and Jones, very hard to play against. Very, very hard. As well as Murray. They just have a very solid back end in Columbus. A very good defense. And Hedman might not go either. So if Hedman doesn't go, you might have some trouble. Some real trouble. Uh, goaltending, despite how good Corpusalo and Merzlikens looked against a very, you know, talented offensive Toronto team, I will take Tampa Bay, uh, their goaltending. I like Vasilevsky a lot. As much as I want to pick Columbus to win this, I think Tampa squeaks this one out in seven games, getting revenge for last year's heartbreaking loss. All right, on to the last two. Washington against the New York Islanders. 90-point season for the Capitals, the 2018 champs. And the Islanders, a team that won four in a row way back in the day before Wayne Gretzky, at least one of theirs, a couple of theirs were during the Gretzky days. I guess he was playing, but he wasn't in a, I don't know, whatever. That was stupid. 80-point uh, Islanders season. Players to watch for this one. John Gabriel Pajot in a trade deadline acquisition for the Islanders from Ottawa. He's been excellent for them. He's played really, really well. He scored a lot of points, too. And then Tom Wilson for Washington, a skilled forward who likes to mix it up. Similar to the Kachuk pick. I'm interested to see how those guys mix it up in their respective series. Regular season, Washington 1-2-0. New York Islanders 2-1-0. Forwards, I give the edge to Washington. That top six is pretty slick with the likes of Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshie, Wilson, Kuznetsov, Vrana. Pretty damn solid. Defensively, I like the Islanders. They may not have the names that the Capitals have, you know, Brendan Dillon, John Carlson, but the Islanders' defense is very good. And I'm not just going off the names. I'm going off the way that they can play as a unit. And the Islanders do that better than just about anybody. And then goaltending, uh, I will go with Holtby over um, Varlamov. I will take Holtby. But in this series, I don't know what to do here with this pick. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Islanders in seven games. Another one going the distance. Give me the Isles. Final series, Boston, Carolina. This should be, wow, this should be good. 
Carolina was playing better than just about anybody in the round robin series or in the uh, qualifying round. Boston, though, best record in the league, 40, best record in the league, 44, 14, and 12, 100 point season, 38, 25, and 5 for the Hurricanes, 81 points, a 19 point difference here. Players to watch, Andrei Svechnikov. He is a superstar, folks. He's young, too, 20 years young. Patrice Bergeron for Boston, see if he can start to drive his line, get them going. They didn't look very good in the restart, uh, but we'll see, won't we? Um, regular season, uh, Boston 2-0-0, Carolina 0-1-1. Forwards, I'll take Boston. Defense, easily Carolina. Carolina has everything defensively. they one of the top three defensive units in the league, in my opinion. Uh, goaltending, though, I will take Halak and Rask over Mrazek and Reimer. Uh, I like Carolina in this series, but I don't think I have the stones to pick them. So I'm going to go Boston in six. I think Boston rebounds after what was a disappointing uh, round-robin series and exhibition games. They don't look sharp, but I'll take them. So, second-round matchup predictions. Vegas, the one-seed to play eight-seed Calgary. Colorado, the two-seed to play four-seed St. Louis. And then Philadelphia, the one seed to play seven seed New York Islanders. And then two seed Tampa against four seed Boston. Now the teams that I like in those series would be pretty chalk. All the one and twos. Vegas, Colorado, and then Philadelphia, Tampa. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Let's go over the schedule real quick before we let you go. Remember tomorrow the draft lottery. See who gets Alexi Lafreniere, who is a star waiting to happen in my opinion. All right. Tuesday's first-round games, 3 o'clock Eastern, Columbus and Tampa Bay, Game 1. 5.30 Eastern, Calgary and Dallas, Game 1. 8 o'clock Eastern, prime time, Carolina and Boston, Game 1. And then a late-nighter, 10.30 Eastern, Chicago and Vegas. Wednesday's games, 3 o'clock, New York Islanders, Washington Capitals, 5.30, Arizona Coyotes, Colorado Avalanche, 8 o'clock, prime time, Montreal, Philadelphia, and 10.30, Vancouver and St. Louis on the late night, or I'll be up late. Eight hockey games in two days, Tuesday and Wednesday. It all gets rolling here, Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll be back again for the second round to see how that goes. Reviewing the first round, hope you like it. Rate, like, subscribe. I'm going to be doing golf podcasts here, so we're really getting into FedEx Cup playoff major season. So, I will see you soon. Make sure to follow my Twitter, at Ethan Carter. SW.